Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's John 14, verse number 6. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ said. But you might be asking the question that this gospel track that I have in my hand right now is asking. The title is, How Can a Person Be Away? Even a person like Jesus Christ. Well, friend, a lot of folks get confused. Sometimes they think there are many ways to heaven. Some people I've heard say that there is one destination, heaven, but there's many avenues to get there. Well, friend, that's not biblical. That's not true. According to the Bible, Jesus Christ says, I am the way. And using an illustration of a firefighter trying to save someone from a burning building, this gospel track, again, the title is How Can a Person Be Away? This gospel track does a phenomenal job of explaining exactly how, first of all, a person such as Jesus Christ can be your escape, your way, the way to heaven. But it also explains that he is the only way. It explains that we can't work our way to heaven. I'm going to ask you, if you would, go to BibleTractsInc.org. BibleTractsInc.org today. You can order this gospel tract for free, along with some 35, 40 other titles. Now, realize, I mentioned yesterday, we are on the cusp of another massive printing, one point something million gospel tracts, because you folks have been obeying my pleas, my exhortations to go to the website and order. We've run out of a couple titles. Well, I should say more than a couple titles. We've run out of multiple titles, and we need to restock. And so we're excited about the fact that we have the funds available for this printing. But can I tell you, there will be printings in the future. So if you'd like to partner with us, feel free. You can go to BibleTracksInc.org and donate. Whenever you order, it'll give you an option to leave a donation if you'd like to. It is not required. Our gospel tracks are free as the Lord provides. Do not feel guilty if you have to go to the website and you need to order and you're not able to donate. That's completely fine. Our desire is for you to have the gospel tools in your hands that you need to evangelize the law. So don't worry about that. But if the Lord does prick your heart and you do feel led to leave a donation, please do so. We're in 1 Samuel chapter number 16. We talked yesterday about the fact that we need, you need, I need, we all need to think big. And I'll put it this way, we need to think bigger than we're thinking right now. We also talked about the fact that choices have consequences. And I know sometimes we don't like to hear that. Sometimes it hurts us to realize that not only do our choices have consequences for us, but they also affect others as well. If you'd like to hear what we talked about yesterday, you can find the archived versions of this broadcast on our podcast. Just search for the Bible Tract Echoes podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Just search for Bible Tract Echoes. You'll find it and you can listen to yesterday. Now, Find your place. 1 Samuel chapter 16. We're jumping right into the Bible study with both feet. Start thinking because we need to think big. Expand your thinking. 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse number 1. The Bible says this. Well, as soon as I get my Bible switched over to the right page, that would be helpful, right? 1 Samuel 16, 1. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul? seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. 
fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. Now, who is this Jesse character? Well, if we go back to the book of Ruth, we find out he's related to somebody, a lady named Ruth, who married a kinsman redeemer named Boaz. A phenomenal story. We've talked about that story, and we'll talk about it more on the broadcast in future. But this Jesse character had a couple of sons, a few sons, one of which his name was David. Does that name ring a bell? Well, if you're thinking about David and Goliath, we're going to get to that story in just a little while. But Jesse, the Bethlehemite, Samuel's told, For I have provided me a king among his sons, because Saul is going to be removed from being king, and his family line, Jonathan, who was a good man, a good son of Saul, he was not going to continue their reign of Israel. Somebody had to be provided. And Samuel said, verse number two, Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, take an heifer with thee and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. Now here's a little application point for you. Realize here, Samuel is the man of God. He's the priest of God and he gets cold feet. Realize that Saul is the reigning king, the sitting king over Israel, and Samuel's told to go anoint someone else to be king. Do you think Saul is going to look kindly upon that? Judgment of God or no, really, he could consider this a coup attempt. And Samuel says, realize this is supposed to be the the strapping man of God, the one with steel in his spine, the one that that stands up to everything wrong with with his nation and with the world. And he says, "Uh, um, oh God... Uh, how can I go? If Saul hear of it, he will kill me. He gets a little scared. But I'm so glad, and I realize this in my own life, I am so glad that God makes allowances for our frailties and our excuses. Realize that God doesn't expect you to be perfect, but he does expect you to try. And Samuel here, he follows through on what God tells him to do, even though I, I can just see the I can just feel the chagrin on on God's face, if I can if I can put it that way, if you'll understand with me, thinking, come on, Samuel, you don't think I can protect you here? But he says, All right, you make an excuse, kind of kind of have a cover story. Take take a take a heifer with thee and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. That way you don't have to say, I'm come to anoint another king over Israel. Verse number three. And call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee. Realize this. You it would be wise for you, I should say. It would be wise for you to do what you're supposed to do and then let God lead you. See, oftentimes, and this is true in my life, I want to see the whole panorama. I want to see the whole story. I want to see all the directions from A to Z. I want to know everything about what's going on. But sometimes God only shows us what the next step is. He's told, go call Jesse to the sacrifice, and then I'm going to show thee what thou shalt do. You go there. And I'm going to put the words in your mouth you need to say. And you're going to anoint unto me him whom I name. I'm going to tell you who it is. You don't get to pick. Verse number four. Samuel did that which the Lord spake and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Comest thou peaceably? They were a little scared. They thought this 
man of God was coming to their town to pronounce judgment or something like that. And I would like to make this little application point. I promise we're going to get to the thought, the actual theme about thinking big. It might not be until tomorrow, but I would like to make this application point. We should have a holy respect for the man of God. Now, I am not talking about man worship. This is an area much like every other area where balance is needed. But can I tell you, we should have a reverence for the man that God is using. We should be very careful about having roast preacher for Sunday lunch. Now, I'll preface this entire concept by saying this and something that I apply to my own life. A man of God is only a man at best. Just because someone is part of the clergy or a man of the cloth does not give him some sort of special access to God. We believe in the priesthood of the believer, meaning you have just as much access to the throne of Almighty God as I do. And I don't have anything more than, I don't have some special 24-7 direct line to the throne of God any more than you do. We all can bend our knee and uh, spend some time with our Father, which art in heaven. I'm so glad about that fact. But can I say this? If God has put a man in spiritual leadership, we should, as long as they are being biblical in their position, we should respect that. We understand that we're not always going to agree with someone's disposition. And we would be wise to remember that not everyone is going to agree with our disposition as well. And so, If a preacher, a pastor, an evangelist, a missionary, a so-called man of God says something that maybe you don't quite like the way they said it, but you can't really quibble with the position they take, maybe, just maybe, consider, consider what God is trying to speak to you about. If everyone agreed with me all the time, I would be very scared that either I'm completely surrounded by yes men Or we have what's called groupthink. We're kind of in an echo chamber. The man of God is going to ruffle feathers every once in a while. So maybe we'll say more about that in the future, but I'd like to continue on. Let's read the next verse in 1 Samuel chapter number 16 and verse number 5. In answer to the question, comest thou peaceably, Samuel says, and he said peaceably. I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. Now, I promise we're going to get to the thought about you need to think big just a little bit. But realize I'd like to make this point as well. Jesse is leading his family. He's leading his sons. I know, I know, this is a study specifically about David, but I wonder how much of David's upbringing imprinted itself upon him, the good man in many ways that David was and became. I wonder how much that is due to having a good father like Jesse. Notice that Jesse is leading his family to worship as a father should. Jesse is not just saying, hey, you guys go on to church. Mom, you go ahead and lead the family spiritually. No, no. Dad took his kids to church. Samuel said, there's a sacrifice. We're having a church service over here. I'd like you guys to come. And Jesse takes his family. Could I speak specifically to some that are under the sound of my voice right now? There are, I am sure, fathers that are listening to this program and you've kind of taken a back seat spiritually when it comes to your family's spiritual well-being. 
you send your family to church and you come up with all kinds of great excuses. I worked late on Saturday night. I've got to wake up early on Monday. I've got all these things I've got to do. I've got this honeydew list out the wazoo. I've got all these reasons I can't go. And can I tell you, hogwash. I don't accept it. And more importantly, neither does God. You, sir, need to get your family to church like Jesse did. Why did he turn out a David? Maybe, just maybe, it's because Jesse was a good man and let his family the way he was supposed to. I, I don't mean to draw too much of an application out of a singular verse of Scripture, but it bears repeating. Fathers, dads, take your family to church. Now, I promise we're going to get into the real reason for this Bible study in the coming days. Join us tomorrow on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.